Hi everyone and welcome to the very first edition of the distillerytours.scot podcast, set up to give you that wee bit of extra insight from Scotland's whisky distilleries. My name's Nikki Simpson and in our very first episode I spoke to Jamie Morrison, brand ambassador at the Glen Turret Distillery in Creef in Perthshire. Jamie told us what it's like to work for one of Scotland's oldest distilleries and wet our whistle with an evocative description of their peated edition single malt. This first episode was recorded in April 2020, when the world had been social distancing for around two weeks to stop the spread of COVID-19. If you'd like to find out more about the Glenturret Distillery, its tours and its whisky, check out distillerytours.scot and click on the Book Now button on the Glenturret listing. We hope you enjoy it. So I'm here today with Jamie Morrison, who's the brand ambassador at the Glenturret Distillery. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you. Thanks very much for having me. Pleasure. If you could just tell us a bit about yourself first and how you came to be the brand ambassador at Glen Turret. Yeah, sure. So um, I was born and brought up in Falkirk um, in central Scotland. I uh, did various jobs really um, throughout my, my lifetime up until this point. And uh, I started working at Glen Turret Distillery five, five years ago this year, um, just at the start of March there. Um, I began as a tour guide. Uh, taking people around the distillery and found that I really enjoyed that, meeting different people, uh, sharing this this really nice story about the whiskey and the distillery and the people who work there. And uh, then ended up moving into a little bit more responsibility, so doing some duty management uh, responsibilities there, opening and closing, etc. And then I found myself going out as part of the team to more trade events, more sort of tastings, hosting, uh, dinners, etc. And I found that that was an aspect of the job I really enjoyed. So for me, it was about that that sort of transference of knowledge and that engaging people in this this, this storytelling aspect of it, really. So for me, it was a, a natural progression um, to try and get into some sort of brand ambassadorial position. And when the, the company uh, went through a change of ownership uh, just last year, it was, it was realised that with the, the the want to expand the, the business slightly into some places we've never been to before um the, the need for a, a brand ambassador was apparent so i uh, applied for the position and i was lucky enough to to get the job as brand ambassador so that's um where i where where i came from really um always loved whiskey um ever since i was sort of of legal drinking age if you will uh, my, my tipple of choice was was whiskey um had to educate my friends about it a little bit at that point but um so yeah i've always had a bit of a passion for whiskey and the more you get into the industry and the you you learn more about it the more you want to know so it's like it captivated me and brought me to where i am now um which is great and i love sharing um whiskies and conversation and and then little sort of nuggets of, of of history and stuff with people and that, I feel that that brings people together. Um, and that's that's one of the aspects of my job that I love. Yeah, and it must have been nice being a tour guide for a distillery and then, you know, going on to be a brand ambassador so that you kind of, you know, the real ins and outs of the of the job, you know, the real ins and outs of the distillery. Exactly. Um, I think for, for me especially, it was a really good route to go down because I did gain that insight and that that technical knowledge and um, the experience of, of being 
inside the distillery and and getting to know how it works from a production side it's almost like being fully immersed in the brand for the first three and a half years four years of working there i was gaining as much knowledge as i could that that could then be transferred into the into the position of brand ambassador so rather than coming straight in as a brand ambassador um, and learning from that point, I had this wealth of knowledge that I'd gained over the past two, three, four years. So I feel that that's really helped me. And it's, it almost gives me a, a deeper connection to the brand, if you like. And I think that definitely makes you more passionate about the whiskey if you've worked there for a long time as well. Glentar is quite an old distillery. Can you tell us what it's like to work at, at such an old distillery? It's um, working at Glenturret is one of the, the oldest working distillery in Scotland is, is amazing. Um, we've got this wonderful, rich history um, and heritage that, that is often colourful, I must admit. Um, we've got lots of information about sort of illicit distilling going on and sort of smuggling and bootleggers and stuff. Um, and that's brilliant to be able to, to pass over to people. Um, and you're completely surrounded by it when you're when you're at the distillery. Everything from the fact that the building is a grade listed building um, to the fact that the the production methods have remained unchanged throughout this history period. Um, I always like to say to people, if you if you brought somebody back from the, the sort of eighteen hundreds and said, "Hey, you start at nine a.m. and you finish at three, they could do their job. There's very little has actually changed in in the production. Um, it's and that's that tradition and the heritage that you're given a nod to. It's just a wonderful place to be. Um, nestled in this sort of little valley, um, just outside Creef, we have our own little microclimate sometimes. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's just so picturesque and peaceful. You, you can't you can't ask for a better office to have, really. Um, and yeah, um, so working at the, the Glen Turret is, is a really, really great place to be. Um, we have people that work there that some of them have been there for, for, for uh, over 20 years. Um, I mean, I suppose, why would you change from that job? But um, each and every person that comes in through the doors at Glen Turret, we're, we're, they're met as somebody we don't know yet, but they leave like our friend. It's like coming into your friend's house. And we're very proud of what we have there um, and we're, you know, very passionate about it. So, yeah, I think it's a great place to work. Oh, that's lovely. Um, you mentioned that the production methods have remained unchanged for all that time. That's amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about the craft of, of creating whiskey at, at, at Glenturret? Yeah, of course. Um, so tradition is, is always at the forefront um, of what we do um, at Glenturret. And that's no more evident than than well for example our, our mill that we use to grind and crush the barley is a, is a porteous mill it's well over 100 years old um it, it works every single day of the week there you move forward into the the mash tun that we use um, as part of the production process we use the last open topped uh, hand roused mash tun at glen turret so there's there's no computer uh, influence there at all. It's all done by hand and it's about being close to the product, understanding what you're doing. Um, it's not a case of, uh, you know, relying on, on machinery to do it for you. 
and for for us that's that's a real craft to understanding how that works um and what what can go wrong with that and which parts you have to control um it takes quite a bit of time uh, to do a mash because you're doing it by hand for example but for us it's it's worth it to continue these traditions and keep them alive because we're the only people who do it now um, another example of uh, craft is that that respectfulness um, throughout the distillery. We use Douglas fir washbacks for our fermentation. Um, so many distilleries are, are moving on to, to well, they, they'll use a mixture of, of Douglas fir and perhaps stainless steel, which then requires the need for uh, temperature control, etc. So for us, it's about respecting what nature is, what nature's possibility. So we we take Douglas fir and we use that. Um, for our fermentation because it, it doesn't require additional temperature controls. The wood does it for you. So it's about using the materials that have been used for many, many years before um, and, and maintaining that. Um, so the, the, even if you go a little bit further, for me, the, the guys that actually make the whiskey, the, the production staff, so there's, there's uh, six stillmen um, and again, some of them have been there for, for over 20 years and they've honed that craft they've gained the experience through through on the job working and they've passed that down to the people who currently work there now i mean we've had um, a, a series of people whose father whose grandfather worked at the distillery and now they're working there or their their uh, cousin is working there and it's it's a real family bond if you like and that's that's great to see um, and there's not a lot of that left i don't think um, that, that, that sort of respect of tradition and craft. So I think that's something we do really well at Glen Turret. You, you must enjoy that then, working as part of such a small team. I mean, it, do you think that's the main benefit that they've, you know, passed on that information from, from generation to generation? Or what do you enjoy about it? I think working as a small team is, is hugely important um, at Glen Turret. There is some people who are related who work within the distillery team or the wider team at Glen Turret. But this this idea that we are the Glen Turret family, um, everybody's very very passionate about what they do, um, and that that comes across in the fact that they basically everybody wants to do as as best they can within their role at the distillery. Um, we're very hands on. We're very um, good at coming together uh, and, for example, maximising training opportunities or you know trying to, as a team, work together to get the best out of Glen Turret that we can. And I think we're in a very, very good position to do that now. Um, you know, the, from the production staff to the guys who work in the restaurant, to, to the marketing department, to the visitor team, everybody is, is hugely proud and hugely passionate about the distillery. And that enables us to give people the best experience when they come and visit it enables us to put forward lots of great ideas because it's something that we really hold dear to ourselves and i've not worked in a, a place where i mean up until now in my, in my lifetime i've not worked anywhere where that is that feeling is so strong so i i believe that that's really part of the uh the positiveness that, that kind of drives us forward definitely and I, I think i mean i've worked in small teams before as well and it's you do start to kind of um, start to know each other's actions before they happen. Do you know what I mean? So, because you know them so well and you've worked with them for so long, it's it's really it's a wonderful thing to be a part of. I completely agree. It's, I'm very lucky to have a, a such an amazing team that I work with. 
um, from, from everybody that works at the, the distillery. We we genuinely believe that we we are doing something you know worthwhile every day we come into work and it's genuinely the sense of pride um and when we we have visitors that come in and they leave with a, even a slight sense of that for us that's that's the biggest reward you could ask for really so uh the the distillery is now actually owned by a luxury lifestyle brand can you tell us a little bit about that and how the whiskey has changed over the years under the different changes in ownership yeah sure um so we're now owned um jointly uh by the luxury lifestyle brand lalique um who are perhaps most famous um for the their crystal uh, Lalique decanters and uh, glassware, crystalware, etc. Um, and they basically looked to take Glen Turret from being perhaps a brand that that almost stood in the shadows sometimes, um, and perhaps was never at the forefront um, of of importance. And they want to take that brand forward. Um, into luxury positioning, um, and by using the the expertise of of Lalique to do that, um, and for example, their their decanters, their their glass, their their positioning uh, in the, in the luxury market, will enable us to take Glenturret forward into markets it's never been into before, into um, the, the position in the whiskey world that that's never been in before. I mean the the fact that when the distillery was sold, we had almost a million or so litres of, of whiskey in our warehouses mean that, that it's perfectly um, feasible for them to take this liquid that's been maturing for, for, for years and years and years and use that to enter into this, this sort of premium luxury fast moving environment, which for Glen Turret is something somewhere we've never been before. So for us, that's hugely exciting. Um, in terms of how the, the whiskey has changed uh, over the years, so if you look back to something like the, the, sort of the 90s, for example, um, the 90s were a time when the, the distillery process was mainly focused um, on the, the distillation anyway, sorry, was almost carried out in, in a little bit of an unbalanced way. Um, which possibly resulted in, in whiskies at different strengths and uh, the quality of the spirit going into the vat and then into the cask was perhaps not always as streamlined as it could be. Um, the casks, some of them at that point would have been sold on for blending um, and with only some casks remaining um, being used for single malt. And then when uh, Highland Distillers, which subsequently became Edrington, um, owned the distillery, the distillation was carried out on a, a complete balance. So it was ensuring that this, the spirit that we produced year on year was exactly the same. It was the consistency that they were looking for and that quality um, that they needed. Today, under Lalique's ownership going forward, we are still using the same system of, sort of remaining balanced, but we do have much more freedom in that. So we can work um, with, we do work to like tight parameters and 
you know, deadlines, etc. However, we do have the freedom to alter and experiment a little bit. So we've got freedom to uh, look at different types of bar barley variety. We can change the mashing cycles. Um, we can adjust fermentation times, uh, how much we distill, etc. So we can change all of these attributes to what we want to achieve. And that gives us a huge amount of possibilities um, in terms of innovation. So for us at the distillery, that's a position we've never been in before. And we really can't wait to, to see how, what happens with that. That's really uh, exciting. I wonder if as well, I mean, you're saying there used to be unbalanced, a bit of inconsistency back in the 90s. But I mean, were any of the old casks kept from back then? Because I mean, surely they must be like gold dust now, no? <laughs> say, uh, honestly, if I had a pound for every time I'm asked that question. So we have a, a, a lot of casks of varying age, um, understandably, in the distillery. I believe the the oldest Casks that were still in the warehouse when the distillery was sold were sometime sort of late 80s. So I can tell you that we've been doing a little bit of uh, experimenting with some wine casks over the past little bit of time. Um, of course, as part of the, the new ownership, we, through Rulalik, we have access to some very high quality wine casks. So we've already filled some casks from the, the, the wineries in, in, in France and we've, we've took some tests from them and the results are, are looking uh, promising at the moment. Uh, so these are things that are just a small insight into some of the innovation that's going on at the distillery. That's really exciting. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the whiskey then? What do you think sets it apart from other whiskies? So I think what sets Glen Turret apart would be a couple of things. The one of the first things that comes to mind would be the fact that it's it's very scarce. Scarcity is 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 one of our, our our biggest sort of assets, if you like. We don't produce a massive amount of it. So even at maximum capacity in in a few years' time, you're looking at five hundred thousand liters or so, which in the grand scale of the whiskey world now is is a relatively small amount of liquid and that's at the new make spirit stage so you have something that there's not a lot of you have something that we're producing which has not often been in other parts of the world and we also have something that that is very accessible as a whiskey so a lot a, a lot of whiskey um for example can have quite a distinctive character and quite quite strong flavours. The Glenturret New Make Spirit is very soft, very delicate, very smooth, gentle. And then the correct balance of maturation within very good quality casks and then working with very talented people to put that together creates something that sets us apart. And this traditional heritage that we, we maintain and the methods we use in production. Um, for example, the the distillation itself, we're not in a hurry with that. We do very slow distillation, very gentle, um, and that therefore enables our spirit to become something that we appeals to a lot of people. So I think that and this history connection of being the oldest working distillery, this this 200 or year more history that some of which we're only just discovering, that sets us apart from other people. 
and then combining that with the new vision of the, the current owner um, and where they wish to take the whisky really does set us apart. And hopefully we can we can nurture that and see where that goes in the future. And one of the things that you're promoting a lot at the moment is uh, your peated edition. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What does it taste like? What would you recommend we eat with it? Okay, um, so yeah, um, you're exactly right. The peated edition is a peated single malt from Glen Turret. Now, at the distillery, we produce two styles of spirit. So for so much of the year, we produce new make spirit, which is unpeated. And then for the rest of the year, we produce peated new make spirit. So the, the main difference is one will be air dried and one will be peat kiln dried. So the peated edition is taking peated new make spirit and combining that with unpeated new make spirit to make an elegant peated whiskey. Now, my colleague, um, I'm going to steal this from her, she describes our peated glentura as the following. Imagine you're walking down the street and you're eating a freshly baked, slightly burned round the edges, salted caramel brownie. So if you, if you got that, you're with me? Definitely with you on that one. <laughs> and the, the street you're walking on has just been freshly tarmacked. So you're getting a warmth from that you're getting almost like a, a kind of bitumen sort of tarry note and it, about three doors down the road from where you're currently walking with that brownie remember somebody has unfortunately burnt their bacon so you're getting a waft of that barbecue almost burning wood smoke if you like all three of these combined give you peated edition glen turret and I'm not afraid to tell you, it is wonderful. That sounds delicious. What, <laughs> how, what an evocative description. I love that. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> and what would you recommend we eat with uh, a whiskey like that? Um, so for me, the natural thing to pair our peated uh, glenturit with would be some sort of dark chocolate, for example. Um, I'd, I would say that don't go for something that's under 30 40% chocolate go for some like 50 60 70% uh, cocoa chocolate um for me something that's got a little bit of aromatic to it so perhaps if it's got a little bit of orange in it or i am a big fan of the chili chocolate um that works very well for me gives you a bit of heat and you get the slight bitter note from the chocolate which combines very well with the sort of sweet vanilla of the peated edition um it works very well also, I would uh, highly recommend them trying some cheese with it. So don't go for a smoked cheese, uh, because for me, that will the, the two smokes will combine against each other um, and they, they, it wouldn't work very well. Go for like a hard cheese, something like a manchego or uh, perhaps a, a pecorino or um, even, dare I say it, some blue cheese. Now, I'm not a big fan of blue cheese but the str the strong flavor works really well with the smoked whiskey and because something like dolce latte or that you get a slight creamy texture from it that peaks really well against that sort of smoky character it kind of cuts through each other so for me that that works really well um so those are not exactly the uh, healthiest of choices to pair with your whiskey but uh, there you are if it works <laughs> And what kind of cocktails do you think we could make with that? 
So cocktail-wise, I'm seeing a lot of innovation going on uh, with peated whiskey at the moment, which is great. It's a category that occasionally people are afraid of and, oh, I don't like peat. I'll just let me start off that by saying, don't be afraid of peat. Um, Pete's your friend. Um, so for me, uh, something like a smoky sour, very basic cocktail, um, some whiskey, some limoncello, a bit of lemon juice, um, some sugar syrup, lots of ice, that works really well. Um, I've seen something done online recently um, by some of the guys at a well-known Edinburgh cocktail bar. Um, they called it the smoking word. So they've got some whisk, peated whiskey in there, as well as an ingredient I'd never really used before, but it's, it's very nice. Um, chartreuse, uh, yellow chartreuse, um, and a little bit of cherry liqueur and some lemon juice, some ice. Wonderful. Um, fresh, very light. Um, for me, any cocktail with peated whiskey in it, the idea is not to overpower the drink. The idea is to complement the drink. So for me, peated glenter, it works really well in a cocktail because it's not too peaty. It's not that medicinal iodine peat. It's more of that gentle wood smoky, uh, dry peat smoke. So it works really well as a cocktail ingredient. But those are just a couple of ideas. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who would like to know a bit more about whiskey? Somebody who's a novice? When it is safe to do so um, and when the measures that we're currently under are a little bit more relaxed, I would encourage people to go to a distillery. It's the best place to start. Um, you're in amongst the production areas. You're seeing what's going on. You're you're getting the smells. You're talking to the people who who are producing the liquid and, and who are working there. You can't get much, much more in-depth experience than that. However, um, for those of you who are perhaps maybe listening from further afield and it's not possible to do so, engage with brands online. Speak to the brand ambassadors. Follow the brands on social media. We put, we try our best to put out engaging content that will let people see what we do. Um, and the world we live in now, it's it's digital and it's the way forward. So look up some courses online. Um, if you're looking for more specific brand knowledge on anything in particular, read the brand's blogs look at their Facebook. Um, they will have um, FAQs. They will have perhaps short little snippets of video you can watch. Um, I know, for example, for, for us on glenturret.com, we've got a blog um, that you can have a look at. It's, uh, we try and update that as, as often as we can. So these are things that you can do to, to gain a real insight into what's actually happening at the distillery and an industry insight in general. So don't be afraid to just go online and have a look for information. There's there's a wealth of it out there. Um, and start with a distillery and then branch your way out. Thank you, Jamie. That was really interesting. Thanks so much for coming to talk to us. If you've enjoyed learning more about the Glen Turret and are intrigued to taste it for yourself, you can pick up a bottle at theglenturret.com. Right now, you can get 15% off across their site with the code GLENTURRET15 with free postage and packaging to mainland UK. Distillerytours.scot has every whisky distillery visitor centre in one place. If you'd like to hear more from us, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram or sign up for our Distillery Whisky News monthly email to hear the podcast first at distillerytours.scot forward slash sign up. In our next episode in May, we'll be speaking to David Thompson, owner of the Annandale Distillery in Dumfrieshire. We hope to see you then. <laughs>